Nolan.com podcast. I'm Steve Nolan, and later on I'll be joined by my partner and fellow DJ, Sam Willis. We're going to be with you every second week of the month now, bringing you a mix of all that's good and old and new in the Bleep Archive. We started off there with Bacon Ore and Open Beg Mark II, uh, which is a special place in our hearts because it was the very first song that was played on the LALA podcast, which started four years ago. For those of you unfamiliar with that, it's basically a weekly uh, podcast uh, made up of mixes made by ourselves and uh, by guests that we invite. It's kind of like our little virtual club. It's always been our ambition to create more of a a good listening experience rather than a banging mix and that's an ambition we're going to carry on in these uh, shows for Bleep. We will be playing lots of different varieties of music, obviously a lot of electronic and some left field rock, indie, basically stuff that just has its rightful home at Bleep. I'll try and keep the talking to a minimum, as I'm sure you don't need to hear all my umming and ahhing, but the format of the show will basically be, we'll do a half-hour mix and uh, a couple of other tunes thrown in, and also Sam will be out talking to some of the people that have influenced us or some of our favourite artists and just uh, tune the cut with them. This month he's starting with Border Community's Luke Abbott, whose work we love and indeed have released on our label Amazing Sounds. Luke will be talking about his new album, Holcomb Drones, so stay tuned for that. Anyway, on with the mix. This month's one is kind of an overview of the stuff that we're into at the moment, and uh, in the past it's uh, fairly laid back, it's a nice introduction, and it uh, gives a good representation about what we're about. But anyway, as I say, less flannel, more mix.
playing the DJ. Fucked up my vibe last night. What did they play? Not enough techno. Roll with my style. For sure, sensational, aka amazing. No originating track is in the disco. Poor the people, you know how this go by now. Things is twist, bliss, massive mix, souls bump. Yo, yo, sister, the boom bass, the motion. I coast, see, you catch my style in a hot spot. My last show was in Germany because it hurt me. Blend with Sam sensational. I rock like this, it's a hit again. Get accustomed to the fall. To the microphone with the groove. Ooh, ooh. I blow a heavy cheese like I give it. Make myself twice. Move a beat in the rhyme I wrote. Mix it with the flavor. This is a scorcher from torture. Smashing your system. The zone is bumping beats. Catch your rhythm. Big ol' jiggle. Totally smoke the microphone. Sensational. Do it like this. Open ball and we in the mix. Party jumping, aim hitting. Get it bumping a lot. Tricky buds in the Dutch on steam. My rhyme style gleam. I'm hitting on this track. Soaking the party. Everybody. I'm a movie on popcorn. Popping, popping the dance. That's rocking. Caught the rhythm stare from bliss. We bouncing bliss. We just run the heavy. This zone's fly style ready. It's on already. I'm pulling to the mix. Always done that way. My trademark. Leave a spark. My all is raw. To the boom. Gotta fall off the spot. Blazing the pot. Picking up the buzz from the beat. Dumping. That's what's happening. Smashing your system. This is a scorcher from torture. Smashing the system. Airwaves ID. I swing in the jungle with baby bam. Mike G and Sammy B. My rhythm is a blizzard. I'm in the zone daily. Get around with that NYC. I structure profit. Pull them duchess. Get this crazy spliss, baby. On a new jazzy. For dance groove. I'm natural. Make it snappy. This beat is bouncy. The time is now. Push and crawl. And repeat what I say. That's the only time you sound like a local CK. When I score, I drop the roll for the rap. On tour, the trash is classic.
stuff there with Mickey Moonlight. I won't run through the track list now, but if you head right on over to Bleat.com, every single track that's played in this show is there, with, along with handy links on how you can buy the tracks. I can definitely recommend picking up the Cologne Tain album. It's a fantastic bit of work. It's kind of a super group made up of uh, Ada, The Fields, uh, The Modernist, to name a few. Uh, really, really brilliant album. Go and get it. You are now listening to the Bleed Podcast. One Trip with Red Jack on FCOM from 1996. Okay, it's time for our interview with Luke Abbott, so I'm going to hand over to the other LA in this partnership, Sam Willis, here talking to Luke Abbott. Luke Abbott's debut album, Holcomb Drones, has been widely acclaimed as one of the records of the year, combining spiralling synth arpeggios with dusty rhythm tracks and pulsing white noise for a deeply personal, emotional trip inside the mind of this Norfolk beat boffin. What inspires you creatively when you're making music? I don't think I have a good a good way of explaining it. It's kind. Of, I think, I, if anything, 
that's like the the characteristic of, of how I work is that the pro the process of composition is the thing that's always in question. Like I'm, I I I can't really explain it because I'm still working it out. Okay, well that's that's interesting because is that is it more a case of um in you know d during the process of working through the creative process the these tracks come out of it. Yeah, I mean like um they're not accidents, but neither they're not kind of they're not conclusions either. They're just kind of um points I've got to if you see what I mean. So you, do you feel like your songs are never really finished then, or do you feel like there is a, a definite sense of? Well, no, they're fi they're finished when you when you say that when you say they're done and you put them on a record, they're they're finished in that respect. But they're not. Um, I don't know. They're kind of they're, they're, they could have finished in different ways, and they wouldn't be any better or worse for it, or not intentionally anyway. They're just they they're just kind of the usually. I mean, usually they've got. They're either they're either based around an element which is improvised, or the, sometimes the whole whole take will be live, or, or sometimes it will just be um, like a study of a particular thing that I'm thinking about. So, Luke, I know at one point you were working quite heavily with a generative music, where you were essentially creating melodies through using programs, and I believe um, it's something that Brian Eno uh, was at one point um, quite instrumental in bringing about. Uh, yeah, no, but his his ideas about generative music and mine are really different. The generative stuff that he makes is has this kind of almost utilitarian perspective. Bloom is a really good example. It's generative and it functions in you know as something that kind of creates music as you go. It's like his painting thing where he can make hundreds of millions different versions of the same idea. And I don't even think that I would necessarily call my pathetic attempts at programming fully kind of generative, they're kind of pseudo-generative. But I, I, I'm only interested in it as a way of getting to a compositional point that I, I couldn't have got to in any other way. So like a way of a way of writing something in, accidentally on purpose. Yeah, because I suppose I remember reading um, something about Kraftwerk saying, you know, essentially playing the studio where they just have loops going round and, until, and record it until they found something that, um, that they liked, you know, that essentially, but, you know, they were, it was still their decision to take that melody you know rather than one of the million other that were cycling through you know and to then take that further rather than necessarily kind of creating it you know directly from their brain yeah. onto a yeah. keyboard yeah that's a i like that talking about brownie now brings me on to the subject of um influences and um is there are there any particular artists that you feel i'm sure there's a lot but in terms of this album specifically this phase of of your creative process, has there been any any uh, any artists that you feel have have influenced um, the sound of this record, or, or at least been in the back of your mind when you've been creating the music? Influence is a, a weird thing because I don't think that you take I don't think you, you you necessarily take influences on boards consciously, so it's almost impossible to explain what's influenced you. And also, I mean, I don't try and emulate anyone else's work. In fact, I, I purpose, purposefully try and avoid doing that. Um, so uh, it's, it's an impossible question to answer again. But I mean, at the, at the same time, there are there are people uh, who I who I kind of I suppose I, I think of it as taking cues from from them. Like uh, there's a lot of a lot of the a lot of the um, the the sounds and, and I suppose production styles on the album use like obviously the the um, the Krautrock kind of connection has been 
picked up on by a lot of people. That that's that, I mean that it, it uses that as a kind of reference point and um, I suppose borrows certain certain sonic aesthetics from that as well. Uh, but I suppose the way I, I don't tend to think about music necessarily entirely in kind of those aesthetic terms. So it's, it's difficult to it's difficult to say that I've done that on purpose because I think that's just that's just more to do with what I'm comfortable what I'm comfortable with enough like the sounds I'm comfortable with enough to want to write music with them. But I suppose the 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 the, the thing the the thoughts that I have about the music, which are more to do with um, uh, kind of background structure, um, I suppose the, the the nearest influence I can think of would be, probably be Team Diaby. Uh, they've they've kind of been a big influence on the way that I think about the structure of music. But that's a difficult thing to explain. I'm not really sure I'm I'm up to explaining. Um, so next single is Transporous Alignment, right? Yes. So how, how did that track come about? You know, did you start off working on the computer, or was it on the guitar, or it, you know, that that's made on mostly on the modular system? Uh, I got a module called the QMMG, which is the Quad Multimode Gate, which is it's fantastic and it distorts in this really kind of uh, what you can you can use you can you can use it in various different ways, but it, it does filtering as one of its functions, and the resonance just goes crazy when it starts to self-oscillate. It kind of distorts in a really magical manner. So I just started playing around with that, and uh, kind of the if you like the the big weird distorted growls that interrupt the the um, rhythm at the beginning are are all kind of the QMMG just kind of going a bit crazy. So it's nice. It's just a nice kind of collection of noises I made on the modular system, and uh, I don't know. It gets it's kind of gets surprisingly ravey, I think, and then it has just a nice kind of like a, a really detuned woozy chord drone at the end, which is nice. I guess that uh, raises the question of um, of timbre and texture, because it seems to me that's something that you're obviously very interested in in terms of harmonics and distortion, and you know. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm interested in in like synthesis, like the idea of the idea of synthesizing sound from from just a uh, bunch of sound tools. Right? Sound sound from nothing, as opposed to a recording of um, a recording of the real world. Something which isn't of the real world. Something which is uh, synthesized into it. You know. Well, when I, I when I make music, I just. Um, the only thing you can be guided by is, is the sound, so you just have to listen, and that's if you. I mean, if you can just listen and do, and not really think, then you usually end up with something quite interesting. I mean, not really, not really, not try and do you know? Don't try and explain it to yourself as you're doing it. Just try and try and be as instinctual as possible. Because I mean, if you try and work to a plan, then. You're probably going to miss out on find, discovering something which was more interesting than your original goal. So it's good not to have any kind of predetermined goals. I think just you know work in a very non-deterministic, exploratory manner. The equip the the hardware equipment I'm most interested in would be the modular system because uh, because it's, it's just so fascinating 
you know you, it, you can constantly it's like a it's like a constantly changing instrument you know it, it does so many different jobs you have to work hard to use it you know you have to work hard to use a modular system so I suppose it's quite cathartic in a way <laughs> but, um, so do you, do you have a do you have a particular sense of satisfaction from using that one as opposed to others when you create something on it I so I think you can just get you get just get more involved with the process you know you you create this kind of physical map for the sound I mean the physicality of it's hugely important maybe it's because it's like a, it's a model of a way of working it's, it's a non-deterministic instrument you know it doesn't tell it doesn't tell you how it should be used it yeah. gives you it gives you a set of um, components you know it gives you you know you you have modules you decide which modules you use and you decide how they work you get to make more decisions it makes the process longer but that's because the process becomes more involved so you work you know it takes more time to work with it but that time is rewarded with the fact that you allow yourself access to all kinds of areas compositionally speaking that you wouldn't usually manage to get to let's talk about Brazil my personal favorite on the album I remember you mentioning to me that that came from a guitar. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's the it's the oldest song on the album by far. I think I made it about. Well, I wrote it on guitar probably about eight or nine years ago, but then I transcribed it onto the computer. I think um, about in two thousand and six or something, and then. I didn't even think any, I didn't, it wasn't even a track I particularly liked that much, but James liked it so much that um, it kind of found its way onto the album. Um, and yeah, it seems to be that one of the, like, people's favourites, I suppose it's just got a melody that people like in it or something. But yeah, it was, it was written on guitar originally. Um, when I, I mean, I was playing around with guitars way before I got interested in uh, electronic music. So yeah. So is there, will there be any, any there will be any Luke Abbott acoustic um, <laughs> tracks in the future? Um, probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm quite. I, I, I'm. I'm. I don't think. I mean, there is. There's actually. There, there's guitar on on Holcomb Drones, but you just wouldn't recognise it as guitar. Ah. Um, but it does. I mean, I do use the guitar in the studio sometimes, but not usually not for not for sounds that you particularly associate with a guitar. Yeah. Certainly, certainly, there isn't any strumming involved. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you mentioned in the past to me that James was a big inspiration in, in you getting into making kind of, you know, the, the most recent stuff that you've done in the past few years. James got me interested in the idea that it was okay to make music that, you know, it was okay to play in a club, I suppose, because I wasn't, I kind of, uh, I was kind of dead against club music or um, dance music. I was. I kind of grew up thinking of dance music as being this horrible shit thing that you know that I would wouldn't want to associate with at all, and I was I was dead against it, and I was really kind of passionate about um, performance and playing instruments. So I did that for quite a, quite a while. But then I suppose I got in. I suppose I mean before I ever got in, before I ever got interested in in what James is doing, I was kind of interested in people like Squarepusher, and like he he was a real eye opener his music's so diverse and playful and interesting and a lot of the freedom that he has is afforded by the fact that he works by himself and because he works by himself you know he's he's not he's not going to play a load of instruments it's impossible he has to use machines because they offer you certain certain benefits in in terms of 
how you know, in t- you know, pragmatically, how you can make this, make as many sounds as you want to make. So, it, it, you know, it kind of it, the, the idea of it opened up. There's a lot of compositionally valuable structures available to you in in something as utilitarian as dance music. You can you can riff upon that. You know, it gives you something to structure your music and something to kick against at the same time. You know, you, you can or you can you can make music that's very delinquent and you can get away with it a lot more if, if you kind of have this like a, a facade of doing something which is very regimented. So what's what's next? What are you working on at the moment? Yeah, me and my friend Phil are working on a, a side project, building a little, um, very simple synthesizer. The idea started off as, as building, I, I wanted to find out about um, building my own synth module for the, mod, for the modular system. So the, the, the aim was originally to do that, but it kind of, as we were working on it, it kind of just transformed into something slightly simpler. Um, that. Uh, that's basically, it's basically just a little instrument that, like a, a, a four oscillator synth that that drones, but has a has a touch panel to um, to, to bleed current from parts of the circuit, so it, to allow you to um, just kind of bend the pitch of the notes in a in a in a way that's very tactile. Like it gives you um, the idea is that we're going to have this touch surface that just. That you can play like in a very instrumental way, but as soon as you stop touching it, all the oscillators snap back to the pitch or the, the, the frequencies that they were at before. So you, you can tune. I suppose four notes is enough for, for most most useful chords. So you can tune a chord's worth of information, and uh, the, but then take all those oscillators and put them into. You know, you could. They're going to be have um, individual outputs, so they can all go back into the modular system and become the you know the the basis for toned drum hits or or chords if you want I don't know yeah but a useful little instrument that does something that I don't have already so thanks very much to Luke Abbott for that interview Uh, his debut album Holcomb Drones is available now on Border Community you can check out songs and more information on his upcoming live shows on his MySpace which is www.myspace.com forward slash Luke Abbott Music that's Abbott with two B's and two T's and that was Luke Abbott from Border Community, whose label mate Nathan Fake I'll be playing with in Amsterdam on the 29th of this month. If anyone's around down at Melkweg, hope you can make it down to say hi. Well, that's about it for this month. We'll be back in November uh, in the second week, as always. Uh, but remember, there's a Bleep podcast every week, so go over to bleep.com where they've got all the details on how to subscribe via through iTunes or SoundCloud or Mixcloud. Anyway. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, we'll just leave you now with this brilliant tune from Colorbox from the 80s. And see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>